Alright, uh, welcome to the 26th episode of Irreligiosophy. How about that? We made it to 26 episodes. I'm surprised no one's tried to kill us yet. Perhaps we have not been offensive enough. <laughs> have you seen some of the videos we put up? <laughs> so, uh, we have another Mormon episode today. Um, I like the subject of this one. Uh, this is Mormon Views on Masturbation. Uh... Nothing short of hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and and the hilarious part about it is, I mean, as everybody knows, Charlie didn't really go to church, but me, it was uh, almost a boot camp sort of thing, and you would be surprised how often this topic actually comes up. I it, mean... Yeah, it came up in seminary. Um, I remember watching a video with lovely nature scenes, trees, flowing streams, you know, <laughs> deer stopping... And the whole topic was masturbation. I think it was a talk that Ezra Taft Benson gave or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I think I saw the beginning of that uh, video myself, but just found it so asinine I went to sleep. <laughs> it just made me embarrassed. I was, I don't know, 15 or 16. Uh, <laughs> and I just kind of cringed while I'm listening to the whole thing. Well, I've never been one to uh, get all that embarrassed about just about anything. <laughs> So what did they say in church? And they, typically, it's only when, you know, well, well, in seminary, it was both boys and, and, and girls. But in church, did they pull you aside? Because you separate, right? Yeah. Yeah, seminary. actually. Oh, well, in, in church, I, I can't really remember uh, them bringing it up in sacrament. But then again, I slept a lot. Um, <laughs> but I, I do recall them bringing it up. Uh, see, they separate. The young men and the young women at about the uh, the age of 11. And they uh, put them in their own classes. And then from there on out, when you go to church, uh, you're separated up until you're about 18 where the women and men come back together for some sessions and then they separate for others. Um, and it's during those uh, alone time with just men and boys of your own age that this topic would actually come up. And it was also when the bishop would pull you into his office for one of those uh, bi-yearly meetings to check up on your progress, that he would sit down and really start saying, now have you masturbated? And then he would give you this big, long spiel on how bad masturbating is and the sins of it, so on and so forth. The <laughs> That's amazing. So every six months you would get a lecture on masturbation. Pretty close. Uh, it, it wasn't when you were young, but about the time you hit 12, it was pretty well constant. So when you when you're, they thought you were going through puberty, they'd yank you in and talk to you, this adult male, talk to you uh, alone in the room about masturbation. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. It happened several times as you're growing up. And, uh, uh, shit, I think the last time I was ever in a bishop's office was when I was like 18, so even back then they were still talking about it. Did They, they pressured you, of course, to go on a mission, right? Oh, uh, yeah, they, they did their absolute best to pressure me into a mission, in fact. Uh, and you told them, I can't, I'm too busy masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was first on my list of things to tell them. But, yeah, actually, awesome. no. They they uh they hounded me all the way up until I turned twenty one to go on a mission. Wow, and then then you're a lost cause, huh? Well, actually, you can go on a mission up to twenty five. It was uh, 
it was when I was 25 that I joined the military, and uh, it was at that time that my mother finally looked at me and said, well, you can't go on a mission now, but maybe when you're older, you can go on a mission with your wife. Uh, right, your couple's mission. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, we got two articles here, both by apostles, uh, one by uh, Boyd K. Packer, in 1976, and the other by Mark E. Peterson. Uh, which one do you want to tackle first? Personally, I like the uh, the Boyd K. Packer. Uh, well, both of them are really good, but I like this one for starting out. All right, so this is entitled To Young Men Only, and this was given um, in a session where there were only brethren, so there are only, only males here, uh, and he's talking just to the men. And I think that's really funny, because he mentions it. He says, there are present in this priesthood session only brethren. I approach a subject that could not appropriately be discussed if there were others present. I'm assuming that means females. <laughs> yeah. You know, the so, crazy thing is, is, do they think women don't masturbate? Apparently, Boyd K. Packer thinks that women do not masturbate. The, the thought would be horrifying to him. <laughs> oh, well, I can't tell you how many women have told me that they love taking baths because if you scoot right up when that water's falling down, it's like nothing they've experienced from what I'm told. So uh, you're trying to tell me that women do not masturbate? I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit on that as well. Um, I think it's uh, discrimination to subject only the young men to the horrors of these speeches. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Well, during this speech, he actually talks about how young men are supposed to grow up to be these grisly men and, you know, yeah. manly men. I think uh, the whole point of horrifying these young children with talks like this is to bring them to that manhood and that grisliness. It, probably. I, I don't know how. None of the um, none of the people I've ever seen talk on in general conference, and this happens every six months in Mormon culture. They get together every six months, once in April, once in is it October? I've never paid attention. <laughs> And they have talks by the leaders of the church, right? The prophet, yeah. if he's in control of his senses, <laughs> will get up there <laughs> and talk. Uh, all the apostles will get up and a bunch of the um, 70s. Uh, and uh, a couple of women, too, like the president of the Relief Society, she'll get up there and talk. Yeah. Um, and, and I've never seen one man on there who I would describe as manly, ever. I would have to agree with you. In fact, that's one thing going through the Mormon church, uh, where if you are a man and you know how to you know, just live dirtily and you know, live like a man, itch when you want to, fart when no one's around, <laughs> well, or if people are around, depending on the smell of it, but, uh, but I mean, you, you look around and all you see are men who don't seem like men. They seem like metrosexuals in a lot of ways. Uh, they just, I don't know how to describe it even, um, but they seem, when they talk, they want to be seen as gentle and humble, right? Yeah. That's really important to them. And so they, they kind of, they talk and they'll, they'll uh, say stuff and then they'll just kind of smile. Like, they're grandpas, right? Yeah. They're not... <laughs> I wouldn't describe them as a Clint Eastwood or John Wayne type. They're oh, more... They're more um, almost sickeningly sweet old men. Yeah. And you know what I would love just once, at least when I was uh, Mormon? One thing I would have loved is to see a real manly man walk up to that podium, 
and just start spewing whatever he wanted to spew. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, um, Brigham Young and John Taylor, apparently both their sermons were pretty fiery. Uh, Brigham Young would often grab his cane and whack the podium with it while he talked. <laughs> we need some of that back. Yeah, well, we can't have that anymore in the Mormon church because if you get too animated, then you've lost the spirit. Then someone will wake up in the audience. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They'll start paying attention to what's being <laughs> All right, so um, I love this. Uh, within your body, you have the power of creation. I, I, I suppose he's talking about your testicles. Inside your testicles, yes. <laughs> you have little sperm swimming around, right? You'll yeah. one day find a mate and desire greatly to fully express your love with her. What are we, gorillas? <laughs> mm, yes, yes, me want, Me want mate. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> now I've totally lost my train of thought. All right, so... We're talking so, about sperm being made in testes. <laughs> The righteous expression of this physical love in marriage is approved of the Lord. So the Lord approves of you uh, just nailing your wife. That's what we're talking about. Well, not necessarily. See, I grew up uh, just up the street from this, uh, this one Mormon couple who believed that if you made love or had sex, whatever you prefer, without the intent of making a baby, that you were doing wrong. And they actually raised their children to be like this as well. And I know that uh, one of their older daughters was actually divorced because of that, because she absolutely refused to have sex with her husband unless they were planning on having a, a child. Beautiful. <clears throat> um, one of my this is this is uh, third hand. It may well be an urban legend, but uh, one of my uncles uh, had three wives, and all three of them were pregnant, and he believed the same way. He said that, uh, you know, you can't, the only purpose for intercourse is procreation, right? Yeah. The only purpose for having sex is to, to make babies. So apparently, uh, during the six months or so, while uh, all three of his wives were pregnant, he started getting lower abdominal pain. And he, <laughs> he sought medical help, went to see the doctor. The doctor told him, you know, well, everything checks out okay. When was the last time you had sex? He's like, oh, well, it's about six months ago. And so the doctor told him essentially that he had blue balls. So the guy's got three wives and blue balls. Fantastic. And I believe he, he said, if you're not going to have sex, then you know, uh, to relieve this blue balls, you probably have to masturbate. No, nope, couldn't do that either. Because it's a sin. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're just supposed to be in pain. Right. That's how the Lord designed it, that with the little factory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got I to gotta tell you, with these two articles... This just goes to prove that just about every Mormon male has blue balls. They have to. The majority of their life. <laughs> I love these euphemisms, right? The righteous expression of physical love in marriage. Um, that's actually uh, a euphemism for um, banging your wife's head against the headboard. <laughs> uh, uh, grabbing her and uh, giving more support, yeah. <laughs> this is a very sacred power. The Lord has commanded that you use it only with one to whom you are legally and lawfully wedded, he has decreed serious penalties indeed for the misuse of it. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically God's going to be watching you, and if you misuse it even once, you'll get slapped. Yeah, right. Well, God's the biggest voyeur in the universe. He's peeking into everyone's bedroom. 
Yeah, well, you know, he's always there, even when... Uh, well, <laughs> I, uh, you're going to probably kill me, but I'm going to bring this up. Uh, over Charlie and his wife's bed is a picture of Jesus, and I, I like to tease him that Jesus is constantly watching as they are coupling. It's kind of a threesome. Yeah, yeah, every child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he talks about puberty, the power of beginning early in life, some when you are hardly in your teens. Um uh, yeah, that, that's right. Now, you remember when you were in, uh, like, the gym in, like, seventh grade? And yeah. <laughs> they made you shower. And apparently in the girls' restroom, they have, like, little shower curtains. Oh, yes. how nice is that? Yeah, they have shower curtains. Now, why is it that men just shower plainly and girls get these little shower curtains? It's not <laughs> what you see when you watch Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, they get shower curtains and we get these stalls, right? Yeah, well, you it can just see can't... guys peeing in, into the middle of the room. It's, it's oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it pretty much comes down to this is the reason why men are the way we are. We yeah, just well, don't care. Probably true. Anyway, uh, yeah, it happens, uh, and apparently it's it's happening earlier and earlier, especially with with females. I think the age where your period starts, for some reason, in the last one hundred years, has been getting lower and lower. Yeah, so maybe yeah, we're we're that. yeah. Um, more well-nourished, um, I don't know. Anyway, um, your feelings also change. This physical power will influence you emotionally and spiritually as well. It, the <laughs> <laughs> this power of creation affects your life several years before you should express it fully. I wonder what God's purpose for that is. Yeah, now that's something I was wondering about when I read this article. Okay, so God gives us this power... And then we're forced to sit with our legs crossed for, oh, I don't know, another eight, ten years before we get married? Uh, yeah. Really? During that waiting, what do you do with these desires? My boy, you are to control them. You are forbidden to use them now in order that you may use them with worthiness and virtue and fullness of joy at the proper time in life. I can guarantee you there's going to be joy when you relieve all those blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, This is the funny thing to me. I remember... This one girlfriend I had, and uh, she was talking about one of her uh, her past uh, uh, boyfriends, and she called him a two-pump chump. And I'm sure I don't have to explain that, but... Could you explain that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, really, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if you think about it, and I've talked to many Mormon women who have been married, and uh, they have always told me... That the very first time with their righteous husbands doesn't last very long, but after a while it gets better. Well, sure. Uh, if they don't masturbate or uh, have sex before marriage, um, that's something that those Mormon women are going to have to teach their Mormon husbands, right? Yeah. Uh, you remember that scene in American Pie where <laughs> he gets really excited and then ejaculates? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, and it's it's funny. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and uh, we were just joking around about my brother and uh, and his beliefs and his good sex life. And she turns and looks at me, and she's like, well, I can guarantee you do a lot of things your brother doesn't do. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the point. If, if you're clutching it between your legs and not doing anything with it, you're not going to be very skilled. It's, it's going to be like playing baseball at the age of 30 when you've never even swung a bat. Right. Better than this, the talk would be how to please your Mormon women, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he goes on. 
I wish uh, <laughs> wish to explain something that will help you understand your young manhood and help you develop self-control. <laughs> when this power begins to form, it might be likened to having a little factory in your body, one designed to produce the product that can generate life. Isn't that wonderful? you got two little factories in your um, testicles, pumping I'm, away. I'm so sorry. There's only one little factory, according to that sentence. I don't know where you're getting two. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, according to this... Boyd K. Packer only has one testicle. That's that's what I'm getting out of this because he's always referring to one little factory. <laughs> <laughs> this little factory moves quietly into operation as a normally expected pattern of growth and begins to produce a life-giving substance. It will do so perhaps as long as you live. It works very slowly. That is the way it should be. For the most part, unless you tamper with it, you will hardly be aware that it's working at all. <laughs> I'm going to wave bullshit on this. I don't know how many you went through puberty, but this was not a quiet little operation. I mean, you're standing there all of a sudden, you're standing straight up. There's nothing quiet about that. Right. And then you're all worried, oh my God, who, who can see that I have an erection? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for textbooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is not, I don't know any male who's gone through puberty who said, I hardly noticed puberty. <laughs> In fact, it just quietly moved into existence. <laughs> and then I got married. It was wonderful. Really? Yeah. Uh, as you, as you move closer to manhood, this little factory will sometimes produce an oversupply of this substance. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Lord has provided a way for that to be released. Well, that's nice. First, yeah. the Lord designs for it to produce an oversupply. <laughs> for what purpose? I have no idea. And then he's provided a way for that to be released. This is wonderful. It will happen without any help or without any resistance from you. Perhaps one night you will have a dream. In the course of it, the release valve that controls the factory will open and release all that is excess. So really? He's, he's going to design it. This is God. If he can design it to have a release valve, could he do it when you're going pee? Not when you're waking up and going, oh, no, what did I do? God, my sheets. <laughs> How am I going to explain this to my mother? <laughs> <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. So apparently we have wet dreams because uh, we don't masturbate enough, and it um, uh, that's the natural course of it. It'll be released uh, on its own. Yeah. Yeah, basically God has... Uh, well, what happens... Here's a thought. What happens when... You go into manhood, you get married to a woman, does it still overproduce? I mean, because if that's the case, doesn't that mean you should have more sex to get rid of the excess? No, he says a factory and automatic release work on their own schedule. The Lord <laughs> intended it to be that way. It is to regulate itself. So don't don't have more sex. Yeah. It'll yeah. just uh, get rid of its own. Yeah, I love the next statement. This will not happen very often. Did, this man must have one ball. It happened a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there is, however, something you should not do. Sometimes the young man does not understand. Perhaps he is un encouraged by unwise or unworthy companions to temper with that factory. He might fondle himself and open that release valve. <laughs> I'd really like to know where my release valve is, because, I mean, if I could just twist it, that would be great. <laughs> nope, this you shouldn't do, Leighton, for if you do that, the little factory will speed up. You'll no. then be tempted again and again to release it. <laughs> it can be quickly subjected to a habit, one that is not worthy, 
one that will leave you feeling depressed and feeling guilty. That sounds actually um, remarkably similar to the habit of religion. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guarantee if you don't have religion, you won't be feeling guilty and depressed after masturbating. If you do, however, it'll lead you to be feeling guilty and depressed for all kinds of things. Now, I remember talking to you about uh, reading a passage, what was it, if a man spills his seed into the earth, that in that day he will surely die, something it's like the, that? The sin of Onan. Um, Onan was a guy who I think was charged with giving um, this woman whose husband had died uh, a son so that he could have an heir. Well, if Onan didn't give him an heir, then he would get the inheritance. So what he did was he had sex with her and then spilled the seed on the ground and immediately he was struck dead. So actually, I think he wasn't masturbating. I think that he just uh, didn't want to squirt his seed into the woman and, and produce an heir that would take away his inheritance. Well, there's a better way to do that. I mean, yeah, she's got a bullseye on her back, I'm sure. Oh, God. <laughs> just tell her that the Lord ordained this orifice for... The sacred uh, release of the factory this time. You know, I was trying to stay away from that. There were so many things I could say, and you went straight for it. There you go. Uh, yeah, so that's... And I think the sin of Onan spilling your seed upon the ground has, has been uh, usurped for the purpose of masturbation, for telling people that uh, masturbation's bad. But it actually, in if you read the, the text, it wasn't actually masturbation. Yeah, he was railing and then pulled out. It's a great method for stopping children. <laughs> right. One of you, perhaps, has not fully understood until now. Perhaps your father did not talk to you. My dad never did. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Can you imagine? My dad's sitting me down to talk about masturbation. I'd be looking at him going, uh, Dad, no, no, stop, no. <laughs> I learned about it in the seventh grade when um, what, the teacher left the room, I think, and one of the kids over in the corner was rubbing his neck back and forth, and then he rubbed it and rubbed it, and then spit came out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what he was doing. The whole class was laughing. So I had to ask some people afterwards, and they, you know, they explained it to me. But that's how I found out about it. Wow, I completely forgot about that childhood euphemism for ejaculation. Yeah. I remember saying that all over when I was a yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like what, 25 years ago or something, you know, a long time ago, but that's how I found out about it. I, I found out through, uh, well, I always hung out with older friends. All of my friends were about two years older than me, so uh, trust me, the talks that went around, yeah. <laughs> my young years were burning. Uh, um, I can't imagine the conversation my dad would have had. Holy wow. God in heaven. No thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> you should ask him for that talk now yeah. since he, he missed out. out. He never gave me that talk. <laughs> You, no. you you may already have been guilty of tampering with these powers, Leighton. You may even have developed a ta habit. What do you do then? All right, now we got his advice. All right. <clears throat> uh, he says, you know, well, the Lord understands he still loves you, and it's not, you know, a terrible transgression, but it can lead to horrible things. But yeah. there are ways to conquer such a habit. First of all, you must leave that factory alone long enough for it to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, he's talking about as soon as you start releasing that pressure, that all of a sudden it starts creating more. Are you serious? That means you would have to pretty much continue to have sex until right. you're creating so much that you're just kind of ejaculating all day, every that, day. That's a, what he's describing is a positive feedback loop. 
you masturbate, it cranks out more sperm. You masturbate, it cranks out even more sperm. Yeah, eventually, you're like a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah, it's a broken loop. I mean, you're just kind of... <laughs> Why can't God do a negative feedback loop? So if you masturbate, it slows the factory down. How about that? Wouldn't that yeah. be easier? Anyway, it, it may take weeks, even months, but you can get that little factory slowed back to where it should be. It's easier for him because he's only got one factory. <laughs> the rest of us real men have two on that. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have other suggestions. The power to prevent such habits or break them rests in your mind and not in your body. Don't let that physical part of you take charge. Stay in control. Vigorous physical exercise helps young men in many ways. Uh, let me tell you this. <laughs> I never had a wet dream. Ever. The first time I ejaculated was doing pull-ups in, in uh, my backyard <laughs> off my swing set. I was doing pull-ups, pull-ups, pull-ups. And then uh, I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? And my first thought was, this feels so good, it must be of the devil. <laughs> my second thought was, well, that's a terrible thought. Uh, some things that are pleasurable can be of the Lord. And then my third thought was, that's just Satan getting in my head. <laughs> oh, please stop. You're making me hurt. Oh, my God. I didn't find out exactly what that was until that day in class, right? <laughs> then it all made sense to me. But that's the first, that's the first time. So with vigorous physical exercise, you can actually speed up your factory. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know how many people out there are runners, but I know I was a, a big-time runner when when I was in my uh, adolescent stages. And I'm I'm not kidding you. When those shorts rub up against you as you're running, uh, trust me, there are a few times where you have to stop because you're full at attention. Yeah, right. Um, and this is why um, that little factory doesn't just release in wet dreams, Boyd. Um, you could be sitting in chemistry class and have a little release. This is why the rhythm method doesn't really work, or or the withdrawal method, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because at any time it can be releasing. You know, while you're having sex. You know, in the middle of class. You know, when you're walking around. Um, any time it can be releasing. It doesn't have anything to do with an oversupply or or how much you masturbate or how much you don't. Anyway, and this idea that vigorous physical exertion <laughs> will help you out, no. Uh, well, again, maybe it will because that's a natural release valve that yeah. God has put there. But it'll only make it worse. It won't yes. slow the factory down, given his theory of little factory. And, of course, it makes it worse because if you're actually exercising with others, all of a sudden you have to exit the room. Exactly. Right, exactly. God. Okay. Uh, he goes into this. Uh, when I was about 10 years old, we lived in a home surrounded by an orchard. I won't oh, torture her with this stupid thing. It's horrible. I was hoping for some sort of uh, awakening, right, where he <laughs> got tempted into masturbating in this orchard, but no such luck. He uh, has something that's choked with weeds, and, and somehow the, the ditches overflowed or something like that, and he couldn't get him to, to go back, didn't get the water to go back. And then his manly neighbor came over, and with a couple vigorous... Uh, strokes of the shovel. <laughs> I love how he put that. Yes. <laughs> nice sexual uh, metaphor there. Uh, he he, uh, he rerouted the water and it was great. And so he says, you got to give the water some place to go. So his idea is you got to have your thought, you got to give your thoughts some, some place to go. 
And he yeah. suggests when you have these nasty thoughts, you sing a church hymn. And this is one of those things, again, you hear over and over in church, and it's absolutely worthless advice. Yep. Has no, this ever worked for you? Well, considering I despise church hymns, they are the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and in fact, it irritates me to hear them. No, it's never worked for me. I was uh, camping, um, and I was telling a scary story to some of my nieces and nephews, and I was interrupted right in the middle of it by this little kid singing, I am a child of God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to scare these kids here. Stop bringing the spirit into this. <laughs> <laughs> we had um, one, uh, uh, her name was Paige. She was the one who, who in English class in school, you know, you know how the teacher calling you to read passages of books? Oh, no, not this. She would replace the words damn and hell with dang and heck. Oh, jeez. And if that wasn't bad enough, you know, we were looking around like, is she reading the same book we are? Does she have a censored version? <laughs> when someone else would say the words damn or hell, you'd hear her humming. You know, she couldn't do this in her head, apparently. She'd just hum, mumble. I am a child of God. Uh, Over there in the corner, yeah. I'm like, God! Good Lord, plug your ears. Stop bothering the rest of us. That's his advice. Um, well, you know, you're looking at a playboy or um, have these nasty thoughts come into your head. Uh, sing a church hymn. That'll, that'll, well, that'll help. If that takes it away, then hell. <laughs> sing as many hymns as you like. You know, it's interesting. I remember back on, uh, it was one of my first jobs as a kid. I was probably 16 or 17. I was uh, back in the back break room, and I picked up the newspaper to read it. And a lot of our uh, our listeners out there are just kind of <laughs> going to laugh at this. But uh, one of the news articles was about how there was a police car sitting there at a light, and there were two elder missionaries, so two male missionaries standing out there. And these two scantily clad women started walking by, and both elders, their eyes were locked right onto them as they were going, and the police officer got over his little PA system and said, sing a hymn, elders, sing a hymn. Oh, and this God. actually made the newspaper. Oh, God. Yeah. That's horrible. Oh, I agree. I thought it was the re most retarded thing. <laughs> he uh, suggests also that at times of special temptation that you skip a meal or two. That's great advice. You know, it, it's interesting. I remember, uh, see... The Mormon religion has you fast once a month, and it's during those times that you're supposed to be reflecting on God, praying for blessings on other people, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I remember hearing this. Now, you're a doctor, Charlie. You can answer this. I remember hearing that it was medically proven that if you were to miss one meal on occasion, uh, that it's actually better for your body because it cleans out all the toxins. Uh, that's bullshit. <clears throat> that's kind of what I thought, too. Why, why do they think your body has uh, any particular problem cleaning out toxins from food or water, especially uh, stuff that your uh, the Mormons eat, right, that are supposed to be nice and clean and you're not uh, smoking? I would recommend a fast from smoking, <laughs> a permanent <laughs> fast from smoking, but there aren't any toxins. You know, you hear people who are trying to... to foist these products on you, the same thing. They'll say stuff like, you should take a look at your intestines. Um, they clog up just like pipes. <laughs> you know, so these, bend over. These concretions and all that stuff. So, you know, you need the, this colon cleanse or, or a, a, 
uh, enema, you know, like a high colonic is what they call it. It's yeah. bullshit. Um, you go into colonoscopies when people have taken stuff to, to, to clear everything out. It's totally clean. There's no yeah. stuff that, 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 that hangs on to the <laughs> intestines. Uh, it's clean. You don't, you know, the, the toxins are taken care of by the liver and the kidneys and uh, the rest through the intestines. Um, and guess what? That stuff goes out. It gets out of you. So skipping a meal, I don't think does anything. Might make you hypoglycemic. Um, <clears throat> might make you lose weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd recommend if you're um, fighting obesity to decrease your caloric intake, definitely. All right. Anyway, this is probably my favorite part because, you know, it's the 70s. So this is 33 years ago. Yep. Uh, but I don't think Mormon um, opinions or attitudes have changed at all. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking it never changes. I mean, look how long it took them to give civil rights to blacks. I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't change. <clears throat> now a warning. I am hesitant to even mention it, for it is not pleasant. It must be labeled as major transgression. But I will speak plainly. There are some circumstances in which young men may be tempted to handle one another, to have contact with one another physically, in unusual ways. <laughs> Latter-day Saint young men are not to do this. Sometimes this begins in a moment of idle foolishness when boys are just playing around. But it is not foolishness. It is remarkably dangerous. <laughs> Some Such practices, however tempting, are perversion. When a young man is finding his way into manhood, such experiences can misdirect his normal desires and pervert him not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. It was intended that we use this power only with our partner in marriage. I repeat very plainly, physical mischief with another man is forbidden. It is forbidden by the Lord. A lot of these euphemisms, again, what you're talking about <clears throat> is uh, pitching or catching, right? That's what he's talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what he's talking about. Now, you'll forgive me, but even when I was in adolescence, there was no way I was letting one of my friends touch my junk. <laughs> that's I'm because sorry. you listened to Boyd K. Packer. No, it's because I had no interest in men touching my junk. Now, women, on the other hand, that's a different story. He goes on to give this nice little story about uh, a missionary who um, wanted to confess something, but he was too embarrassed he couldn't do it. Finally, he gets him to confess. He says, I hit my companion. He goes, oh, that is all, I said with great relief. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah, you just knocked out your companion. That's okay. <laughs> but I floored him, he said. After learning a little more, my response was, well, thanks. Somebody had to do it, and it wouldn't be well for a general authority to solve the problem that way. So good job, basically, for uh, punching this guy. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what happened. <clears throat> he may have said something, you know, it may have been as simple as um, saying how attractive his companion was. It may have been that he made a pass at him. I don't know. But um, physical violence is a solution. Somebody yeah. had to do it, apparently. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this this entire story just kind of cracked me up, and it made me think of the the uh, urban legend I told you about, the ether bunny. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just horrible because they're stuffing these two young males into small confines, and this lasts for two years where you are basically alone with your companion, and that's it. And... They're not surprised that one of these might turn out to be somewhat gay? I mean, yeah, really. If, <laughs> they better hope that people aren't, that, that homosexuality is not genetic, right? Homosexuality is not genetic. They better yeah. hope that's the case, because if it isn't, I can't think of a better homosexual factory, since we're talking about factories, than putting someone in a sexual prime 
away from uh, everyone else, you know, uh, in a different state or in a foreign country, you have only uh, another male of the same age to deal with, and you are instructed never to leave his side except when you go to the bathroom, and uh, at the same time, don't think bad thoughts about women. <laughs> don't masturbate. <laughs> yeah. So if you're trying to to um, create homosexuals, this would seem to be a very good way of doing it. So they better hope, given their distaste of homosexuality, that they that people are born with it. But he says here they're not. You know, um, no oh, one's yeah. predestined to explicitly into it, saying no, no one is ever born with this. This is choice. Right. So, uh, young Latter-day Saint men, do not tamper with these powers, neither with yourself alone, nor with a one of your own kind. Never <laughs> let anyone handle you or touch those very personal parts of your body, which are an essential link in the ongoing of creation. Uh, except for your physician, you might add, Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> your physician uh, has to uh, take a look. Well, you All know, right. he's so intent on pointing out that men and men can't touch each other well what about a man and a woman if they're not having sex can she reach over and you know relieve that valve no because he'll speed up the factory can't do uh, of course and then he'll be a fire hose <laughs> yep we do not want that all right the second and shorter article is my favorite it it lays out steps to overcome masturbation and this was uh, uh sent out by apostle mark e peterson and as entertaining as the other one, trust me. <laughs> Masturbation is a quickly forming habit. I guess it's kind of like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that can adversely affect both men and women of all ages. Despite what some might tell you, masturbation is not harmless. If you are trying to overcome masturbation, be assured that it is possible. If you are determined to do it, you'll be able to. Um, this page will give you some tips that can help you along the way. So, uh, without further ado... <laughs> Would you like to read some of these steps, Layton, to overcome yeah, I, masturbation? I think we should go back and forth on it. You read one, I read one. That seemed to work out better. <clears throat> All right, go for it. All right. Never touch the intimate parts of your body except during normal washing and using the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, huh, so what happens if your luggage is hanging down one leg and you'd rather it's sitting in the middle? You can't. You can't. You just have to jump you have up to and wait down. A, you have to wait until the next time you go to the bathroom or you wash yourself to adjust. <laughs> and remember, if you tap yourself more than twice, you're playing with yourself. I must play with myself every time I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> Number two, avoid being alone as much as possible. Find good company and stay in this good company, especially when you're feeling particularly weak, which I, uh, apparently is translated when you have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> So as soon as you get an erection, go and find somebody fast. <laughs> That's some good advice. Hey, dude, hey, why, why are you holding your book in front of you? No reason. I just, I just wanted to be around you for a little bit. Stand close to me, please. <laughs> I'm feeling Stand weak. Stand by me. I'm particularly weak right now. Oh. All right. If you're associated with other persons having the same problem, you must break off their friendship. Translation. Never... Translation. Don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this one actually kind of pissed me off because I'm sitting there thinking, just because somebody out there is masturbating, you can't hang out with them? Are you serious? I think you've just cut out, oh, 90% of the population of the world, if not more. Don't suppose that two of you will quit together. You never will. What in the hell? 
Did you ever talk to your friends about masturbation? Ever? No. No, I never brought it up. I, I It would hey, be unfathomable. Layton, I got this problem. I'm masturbating furiously multiple times a day. Can you help me quit? Uh, <laughs> Who says this? I don't know. I mean, can you ever remember sitting down with your friends and talking about this? I mean, I was always out running around, climbing mountains, doing man stuff, boy stuff. Whenever are you sitting down on top of a rock somewhere and you say, uh, dude, uh, I masturbate. How about you? Uh, it's unbelievable to me. Uh, unbelievable. All right. Um, after you bathe, don't admire yourself in the mirror. <laughs> Stay in the shower just long enough to clean yourself, then dry off and, in capital letters, get out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> now, my favorite is the next bit. Into a room where you will have some member of your family. Do you really... <laughs> Want your sister to be in the same room when you've got an erection? Really? Because, of course, if you look at yourself in the mirror long enough, you will get a boner. I mean, that's just a given. Well, you know, look at me. I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people this guy has talked to. Like, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a time where I'm particularly weak. You know, I hop out, look at myself in the mirror. Oh, my God, I'm hot. Holy yeah. shit, I need to get out of this bathroom right now. I feel like climbing up and mushroom stamping myself in the mirror. I'm mean, myself. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Uh, when in bed, especially if that is where you masturbate, wear pajamas or other clothes so that you cannot easily touch yourself and so that it would be difficult to remove those clothes. The time it takes to remove your clothing gives additional time to control your thinking and overcome the temptation. That's so basically, tie yourself up. That's fantastic. So you got to wear like eight pairs of pants when you go to bed. I actually got that advice from a bishop when I was growing up. He said, so, if you wear multiple pants, it takes you a little while to get down there. And, I mean, talk about retardation. What happens if, if you have to pee in the middle of the night? <laughs> You're standing there in front of the toilet going, you son of a bitch, I can't I, I love it. So you really want to masturbate. But you get four pants down, and, oh, God, this is too much work. I'm just going to bed. I, I'm just, I'm tired. I, I don't feel like jerking off. <laughs> really? This has exhausted me, I guess. I guess I'm that was a good idea. four pairs of pants just has really tired me. <laughs> All right. Uh, if the temptation seems overpowering while you're in bed, get out of bed! Ex capital and exclamation point. Go into the kitchen and make a snack, even if it is the middle of the night, and even if you are not hungry. So, you know, make yourself fat uh, trying to get rid of this um, horrible habit of masturbation. I wonder if he's going to come out with an overcoming obesity talk next. <laughs> uh, retardation. All right, let's see. Never look at pornography on the Internet or elsewhere. Never read about your problem, even on sites claiming to be educational. Keep it out of mind. Remember, first a thought, then an act. The thought pattern must be changed. You must not allow this problem to remain in your mind. When you accomplish that, you soon will be free of the act. Are you serious? Uh, this is <clears throat> Translation of that is, if you ignore it long enough, it'll go away. So basically he's telling you to stick your, ear, your finger in your ears and go, la, 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 la. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is as bad as, as not teaching sexual education to children. I mean, right. pretty soon they're learning from each other and you get questions like what I got from my godson about whether or not girls pee from their butt. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't seek sites educational retard. Put wholesome thoughts into your mind at all times. Read good books, scriptures, talks of church leaders such as this one, for example. Yes. But this falls under the category, don't read about your problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Make a man. daily habit of reading at least one chapter of scripture, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, they, they tell you that over and over again. Yeah, preferably the four Gospels, because obviously there's a lot of talk of masturbation in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right, uh, pray. But when you pray, don't pray about this problem, for that will tend to keep it in your mind more than ever. Pray for faith. Pray for understanding of the scriptures. Pray for members of your family who need help. Pray for your friends, capital letters, but keep the problem out of your mind by not mentioning it, even in your prayers. Keep it out of your mind. That's, Again, this is plug your ears and yeah. just go la, la, la till the problem goes away. Right, absolutely. Um, you can't even pray for the problem to go away. You, <laughs> you just don't think about it at all. All right, some additional suggestions, Leighton, that have proven helpful for others who have successfully overcome masturbation. Apparently, Marky e. Peterson has spent a lifetime talking to people about masturbation. <laughs> well, maybe he's blessed with two factories, not just one. <clears throat> That's true. Um, one, pray daily. Ask for the gifts of the Spirit, that which will strengthen you against temptation. Pray fervently and out loud when the temptations are the strongest. Can you imagine in the bathroom? Oh, oh dear God, I'm really tempted. And your sister's waiting to get in the bathroom. <laughs> bathroom nothing. The temptation would be strongest when you're in gym class with all the girls running around the gym wearing nothing but these skimpy little shorts and the little shirts. Not for me. It was um, most tempting when I was admiring myself in the mirror. I can understand that. I'll bet you you prayed like the exorcism at that point. <laughs> And, of course, number two is something we've discussed. Exercise daily. Exercise reduces emotional tension and depression and is absolutely basic to the solution of this problem. Double your physical activity when you feel stress increasing. Yes. So, Charlie, do more pull-ups. I recommend pull-ups, sit-ups, and leg lifts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are the ones that will reduce the stress the fastest. Charlie discovered that at an early age. <laughs> Number three, when the temptation to masturbate is strong, yell, stop those thoughts as loudly as you can in your mind, and then recite a pre-chosen scripture or sing an inspirational hymn. Isn't that wonderful? There you yeah. go. That'll do it. Um, my pre-chosen scripture is Jesus Wept. <laughs> Uh, my favorite was, my father dwelt in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, for those of you who are going to go search for it, is in the Book of That's Mormon. Book of it's Mormon. not in the Bible. Yeah. First uh, Nephi. Let's see. Number four. If you ever do give in, don't give up. The worst thing you can do is say, oh, well, I screwed up. I guess I'll stop trying. Simply get back on track and don't look back. Until you commit yourself to never do it again, you will always be open to temptation. Any man with something dangling between his legs will always be open to temptation. Trust me on that. If it works, you're going to be tempted. Period. So, yeah, it's not going to go away. Number five, change in behavior and attitude is most easily achieved through a changed self-image. Spend time every day imagining yourself strong and in control, easily overcoming tempting situations. Well, that's just going to lead me to more masturbation. 
Well, I'm just like admiring myself in the mirror. If I imagine myself strong and vigorous, oiled <laughs> down, perhaps. <laughs> Please stop imagining out loud. <laughs> well, see, this is a contradiction in terms. At one point, they're saying, don't look at yourself in the mirror, don't admire yourself. And the next point, they're saying, build up your self-confidence by imagining yourself as strong. strong. So. Whether you're looking in the mirror or looking in your mind's <laughs> eye, it's the same thing. Imagine yourself strong, in control, manly, virile. <laughs> arr, arr, arr. Wonderful. <laughs> all right, all right, let's see. Number six, begin to work daily on a self-improvement program. Relate this plan to improving your church service, to improving your relationships with your family, God, and others. Strive to enhance your strengths and talents. Ah, this is just retarded. So basically, to stop masturbation, you should concentrate on improving yourself, your church service, and your relationship with others? Basically, that's a restatement of um, idle hands or the devil's plaything. So yeah. if you distract yourself enough, you won't be masturbating. Bullshit. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Seven, uh, be outgoing and friendly. Force yourself to be with others and learn to enjoy working and talking to them. Use the principles of developing friendships found in books such as How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, by a, isn't that written by a Mormon? I, I would assume so. Carnegie, uh, I don't know. But one thing I would like to point out here is if you have to read a book on how to win friends and influence people, you don't have any friends and you probably never will. Get a cat. <laughs> <laughs> of course, a cat would probably ignore you as well, so you might want to get a puppy. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, doesn't this go against the uh, the previous statement where if you're running across people who are having the same problem, stop being friends with them? <laughs> yeah, before you go, um, before you go and be friends with these people, you need to first ask them if they masturbate or not. Yeah, that'll yeah, save right. you trouble down the down the road. And I'm sure it'll be a very open conversation too. <laughs> All right, where are we? Uh, number eight. Go for it. You're up. Oh, was I up? Oh, that's right. You read that. <laughs> I guess I can go. Now, hey, shut up. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Be aware of situations that depress you or that cause you to feel lonely, bored, frustrated, or discouraged. These emotional states can trigger the desire to masturbate as a way of escape. Plan in advance to counter these low periods through various activities such as reading a book, visiting a friend, doing something athletic, etc. So, basically, uh, he's already negated everything that he just suggested here. You shouldn't have any friends because pretty much everybody wants to masturbate. And you're going to be lonely because if you're reading a book on how to win friends, you ain't got any. And you can't do activities because you ain't got no friends. And doing something athletic is just going to pop your cherry anyway. So. so, basically, all roads lead to masturbation. Yeah, pretty much. Number nine, make a pocket calendar for a month on a small card. Carry it with you, but show it to no one. If you have a lapse of self-control, color the day black. What is this guy, racist? Obviously. Your, your goal will be to have no black days. <laughs> the, calendar makes, uh, the calendar becomes a strong visual reminder of self-control and should be looked at when you're tempted to add another black day. Keep your calendar up until you have had at least three clear months. No black for three months. So what happens after three months? You're cured. Excuse me. Has this man ever had hormones? You're cured after three months. You can you can take that card out of your wallet. 
Well, what what happens if, as a young boy, you're carrying around this calendar, and one of your friends uh, who horsing around discovers your calendar and asks you what it is? What are you supposed to say when ninety percent of it is filled in with black days? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that that's going to make for an interesting conversation, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, number 10. A careful study will indicate you have had the problem at certain times and under certain conditions. Try and recall in detail what your particular times and conditions were. Now that you understand how it happens, plan to break the pattern through counteractivities. Hmm. <laughs> so you, you can... You can um... <laughs> First, that goes against what he's already said, right? Don't think about it at all. Yeah. Uh, now he wants you to think about it um, carefully, right? And carefully depth. and go through. So you can see him talking to other people across the table, leaning forward and saying, all right, I want you to think about the times where you masturbated and tell me, don't leave any details out. <laughs> Just tell me everything that happened. You well... imagine? You see, I, I lit some candles, I turned on some soft music, uh, and... Uh, put some rose petals on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I had some aromatherapy going on. <laughs> For some reason, every time I did that, I felt the urge to masturbate. <laughs> Eleven. In the field of psychotherapy... Fantastic, we're getting into some science here. All right, let's see. There's a very effective technique called aversion therapy. When we associate or think of something very distasteful with something which has been pleasurable but undesirable. The distasteful thought and feeling will begin to cancel out that which was pleasurable. If you associate something very distasteful with your loss of self-control, it will help you stop the act. For example, if you are tempted to masturbate, think of having to bathe in a tub of worms and eat several of them as you do the act. <laughs> oh, really? Aversion yeah. therapy? I, I think... <laughs> Instead of a, a tub of worms and eating them, try to think about general conference when you masturbate. That'll cure you that immediately. That would kill any sort of desires because all you want to do is have a, a life-after-death experience at that point. <laughs> all right, number 12. During your toileting and shower activities, leave the bathroom door or shower curtain partly open to discourage being alone in total privacy. Take cool, brief showers. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> so you leave the door partially open for your family members to burst in on you? That leaving, is the way to stop Leaving this? the door partially open always ends well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially when you have really young children and they come in and say, What you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Taking a shower. Get out. Huh? But I, I, I want to tell you something. Get out. Get out. I mean... All right, Seriously? can I go potty? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want. So I'm going to come in and take a shit while you're showering. Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, a family that, that is that close that while you're showering they can take a shit, that's a pretty close family. Thirteen, arise immediately in the mornings. Do not lie in bed awake no matter what time of day it is. Get up and do something. Start each day with an enthusiastic activity. Again, such as pull-up sit-ups or leg lifts. Those, those will really help. Yes, yes. Now, my favorite one is number 14, and I'm glad I get to read it. Keep your bladder empty. Refrain from drinking large amounts of fluids before retiring. And the reason behind this is because you can have an almost sexual experience 
if you retain all of your uh, fluids and then pee when you absolutely have to. I remember talking to a woman about this who actually brought that up. Her health teacher brought it up that if a woman holds herself long enough, it actually is a mini orgasm when she pees. Wonderful. I believe it also leads to the morning woody. <laughs> That's very true, but uh, if anybody has found a cure for the Mormon woody, or excuse me, the morning woody. <laughs> well, there's a Freudian slip for you. But the morning woody, they should be shot because what man wants to get rid of his salute every morning? I think finding a cure for the Mormon woody would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> At least in the Mormon religion. <laughs> Fifteen, reduce the amount of spices and condiments in your food. Eat as lightly as possible at night. What the hell that has to do with anything, I have no idea. I can't fathom it myself. I, I was looking at that thinking, what, if you eat spicy, your shit hurts when you poop it out, so that makes you think of masturbation? I what? have no idea. Oh, my God, that warmth in my stomach. Oh, I got to masturbate. I mean, how many times have you gone to a Mexican restaurant and come home thinking, good Lord, I got to... I gotta whack one off. I gotta rub one out right now. The only time that happens to me is uh, when we were down in uh, Arizona and we go to Poncho's, you and I. Then I always got the urge to masturbate afterwards. What? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on very quickly. Do I have to do number 16? He's already repeated himself. Yes. Wear pajamas that are difficult to open, yet loose and not binding. I guess you don't want to cut off circulation and lose a foot while trying to battle masturbation. Would you care to give a suggestion for difficult to open, yet loose and not binding? <laughs> what the hell? I recall those, those little... Uh, pajamas they put on babies, the footies that they zip up all the way from one leg up to the neck. I think that's what he's talking about. I was thinking drawstrings, perhaps, that you cinch really tightly and, and tie like 20 knots in them. Double knotted, yeah. <laughs> 17. Avoid people, situation, pictures, or reading materials that might create sexual excitement. Uh, in other words, stay home and don't go anywhere. Yeah, don't turn, look outside. Turn the TV off, uh, no internet, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't even look out your window. Yeah, you would seriously have to just wear a blindfold. You would have to go blind, but even if you heard anything like that, uh, I mean, yeah, you would have to stay home. There's absolutely no way beyond that. All right, number 18. It is sometimes helpful to have a physical object to use in o overcoming this problem. A Book of Mormon firmly held in hand, even in bed at night, has proven helpful in extreme cases. I would I'd recommend opening up to Alma, enclosing your penis inside the Book of Mormon, and, and going then to sleep. Vigorously squeezing. <laughs> Nineteen. In very severe cases, it may be necessary to tie a hand to the bed frame with a tie in order that the habit of masturbating in a semi sleep condition can be broken. This can also be accomplished by wearing several layers of clothing, which would be difficult to remove while half asleep. Um, I don't think uh, any of my masturbation has occurred while in a semi-sleeping condition. No, no. Um, what is that, like sleepwalking? <laughs> you wake up, sleep oh my god, I've got friction burns. What the? <laughs> well, my thought on this is um, you only need one hand. <laughs> 
You're going to have to tie both your hands. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you only need one hand, so what good does tying one hand to the bed do beyond cut off the circulation again? Yeah, how can you go to sleep with your hand tied up anyway? I have no idea. I mean, have you ever had your hand above your head when you're asleep? You wake up and your arm is limp at your side. Maybe that's what he's after, but you have to do it with both hands. All right, uh, number 20. Set up a reward system for your successes. It does not have to be a big reward. A quarter and a receptacle each time you overcome or reach a goal. Spend it on something which delights you and will be continuing to reminder of your progress. I, I recommend pornography. Yes, yes. If you can go a month without masturbating, go and buy yourself that pornographic uh, material. That, that's what you deserve. Go get a Playboy or a Hustler. Because that uh, delights you, and uh, it'll be a, a reminder of your success. <laughs> 21. Do not uh, let yourself return to any past habit or attitude patterns which are part of your problem. Satan never gives up. Be calmly and confidently on guard. Keep a positive mental attitude. You can win this fight. The joy and strength you will feel when you do will give your whole life a radiant and spiritual glow of satisfaction and fulfillment, not unlike uh, how you feel right after you masturbate. Yes, yes, that... Ah, release. <laughs> so either way, you're going to get the same satisfaction, but I think masturbation will give you a bit more. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, so those are the two articles on uh, Mormon masturbation, and those are actually probably still the contemporary views on masturbation because I haven't seen any more recent articles, and we still hear about it every once in a while. Well, this is what I got when I was growing up. I mean, uh, I recall hearing that tie your hand up and the same thought went through my head you only need one hand so what's the point that's only because you were a serious case that they had to go that far with you but just because i was wanking off in the bishop's office while he was discussing masturbation <laughs> with me doesn't mean i'm a serious case <laughs> nice very nicely done all right uh so that's all for this week um thankfully we're going to try uh, to do something other than Mormonism next week. But we maybe, you know, we had uh, one, one of our listeners who actually rated us on uh, iTunes, which is nice. We have two ratings on iTunes now. Awesome. We've got two listeners. Which is how we know we have at least two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this guy, uh, Zach, actually wrote to us and, and wanted us to do uh, a guide to stumping or uh, having fun with Mormon missionaries. So we may do that next week, or we may try to do something other than Mormonism. Uh, and, well, this might be another Mormonism month, because I'm still trying to get a female uh, ex-Mormon or Mormon on so we can discuss the female role within uh, the LDS Church. So, I mean, this very well may be just another Mormon month. All right, well, let's just make it a Mormon month, and we'll do the having fun with missionaries next week. Sounds good to me. All right, see you next week. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.